Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Arguments Group Chats. It's been a little bit, but we're still here. Don't worry, we're not dead. It's still going. We're still here to give you news later than anybody else. On with me today to talk about the NFL drafts, my brother Curtis. Hey, what's up? So, uh, I don't know how much of the draft you turned into. I caught uh, first half of the first round, fucking Thursday night. I don't get it. You know, like, it's like the... It's a Thursday night. Like, motherfuckers, we got to work in the morning. Let's let's move this off to another day. Like, just move everything back a day. There's nothing going on that's going to outshine you, really. I mean, honestly, you could even just take uh, rounds one and two, go 6 o'clock to 10 on a Friday night. I mean, maybe you get outshined by a fucking – by the playoffs, I guess. But people are still going to pay attention. The draft is still a huge deal. The NFL is so calculated, though. They know that if they just do the first round and drag every pick out, people are going to tune in for most of it because everybody wants to see that first pick. And the, God, to squeeze to squeeze that second round in with the first round eliminates. That's why the second night it's two and three. They got to you know they got to bulk up the picks because you know the the big dogs, the big names that are are supposed to be off the board have probably already yeah. came off the board. Which which the clock goes the clock goes down every round. Honestly, I think it's like yep. a certain amount every so many picks. Yes, yeah, so the, fir- I mean, like the first the first round is like ten. For the first pick, for whatever God unbeknownst fucking reason, is ten minutes. The first pick of the first round, like they didn't have five months, three months, whatever, since the since they were eliminated and like the 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 regular season ended. <laughs> yeah. Well, they haven't had since then to decide this fucking pick. But I guess in the in the case of the Carolina Panthers, they traded up. They for did it. trade up. But still, it's fucking weeks. They don't they need did. ten minutes for this pick. But that's that's where your calculations are at, man. Everybody watches those ads. They get the first the first pick is until th- like you know twenty five thirty minutes into the into the broadcast. But that's how they oh, get it's you. The worst. They sink it's in. Like... The NFL is so calculated. That's why the, they have they have the uh, combine, and then a month later is the draft, and then in a month it's going to be the um, like the the um, OTAs, and then they're going to have summer camp. Then they're going to have preseason. So it's it's literally always on your mind, the NFL. And they're so good I've, at it. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The NFL goes to great, and I mean great, pains to stay in someone's mouth every day of the fucking year. And yep. it drives me nuts because people talk about the baseball season taking too long. It's so long, so long. The NFL never goes away. But that's, I'm exhausted that's, 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 by it. But you have, tw- you, you, know, you have 20, what, three weeks of the NFL season? And that's that's just games plus your preseason, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, you know, and like people tw- aren't just tuned in for training camp. 25, 26 and- weeks of of actual semi meaningful at the beginning with the preseason, but then you yeah. go on to the, the regular season. You know, even they've tucked the Pro Bowl in between the the week off of the Super Bowl. I mean, it was a, a skills competition we talked about before. Uh, yep. But yeah, they just I mean, the NFL like the NFL is the one season. It doesn't matter if my team is zero and seventeen. Or seventeen and zero. I'm tuned in from week one to the Super Bowl. I won't miss a week. And that's but that's that's why the NFL is so great. But here, let's go ahead and start talking about some picks here. Yeah. Uh, number one and number two. I think there's still a little bit of conversation to be had here um, between Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Obviously, CJ Stroud went to Bryce Young first to the Panthers. Yep. Um, the real question is, how much did that eighteen Wonderlick score hurt CJ Stroud? <laughs> Yeah, I, that's crazy. I, I, it's funny because I, I people keep saying about Bryce Young and how he's small, but people take stock in those combine scores too. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, when you look at it, I mean, Bryce Young's 5'10", 195. Yeah. Like the most – about as average a dude as you can get playing quarterback. He's just good at throwing the fucking ball. Yep. In terms of build, 5'10", 195, very average build. It's probably just more muscular than the average guy walking down the street. And then you look at the next two. You've got C.J. Stroud at 6'3", 215, yep. and Anthony Richardson at 6'4", 230, who is yep. literally 10 pounds off the linebacker drafted between them. Yeah, definitely like a Roethlisberger-sized guy. Big fucking dude. I I would give him more of a cam thing because I think Ben was soft all the way all the way through. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I definitely fits Richardson is definitely uh, a better athlete, and Mm -hmm. I definitely can can see why a team would take him. Where they, you know, that you you are a big physical quarterback. Uh, Just don't become Cam. You know, Cam Newton. He only honestly, I, I really hope that's the case because quarterbacks who are tough runners don't fucking make it. Quarterbacks who are elusive and know how to avoid a hit, they make it. Your your Russell Wilsons, I mean, up until last year, I'd say Kyler Murray, um, but I mean, even his injury, I believe, was a non-contact injury, if I remember correctly. It wasn't like his knee got rolled up on. When you compare that to guys like Carson Wentz or Josh Allen, who's banged up all the time, who yeah. are tough running quarterbacks, it's the stupidest fucking thing. It's like, dude, if you yeah. are six five, you do not in a quarterback, at, and you're a tough runner. Bro, you're not gonna make it. You got six years at most. Yeah, that's I don't I don't like the I don't like the the run first guy or the guy that really wants to scramble, you know, more than he wants to see. I don't the mind pocket. those guys. I'm I need them to have enough fucking sense to know they don't need to be tough runners. Just evade the hits when you can. Yeah. You know, scamper out. If you're scrambling, five yards is fine. I don't need you to go all the way down or I don't need you to be barreling forward, fighting for tough yards. Fuck that. I need you under center every play of the season. That's and, what I need and, you for. And you're a big body, big target. Like you don't mm-hmm. think it's only like takes a couple of those hits. I mean, you look at a guy like a, a Derrick Henry who is a big dude and like, yes, he's a freak athlete, but those t- hits are going to eventually start taking a toll because he looks for contact and that's not, exactly. that's not for longevity. But yeah, I so mean, like, and, and he might just be that freak that makes longevity out of a contact first play style. And he's a running back, yeah. obviously. So he's a little more built. A little different. It. It's a little bit different, but, yep. um, so, for me, I I think it's going to be tough on both of these guys. Both teams are obviously drafted at the top of the round. They're shitty spots to fucking land. Yeah, for, for sure. Uh, Carolina kind of made a little run at the end of last season um, where they weren't, you know, obviously the number one pick um, after the season. They had to trade up to get that. But uh, they, so, they, so they had a little life. Uh, the Texans, though, were really bad. And so obviously they addressed that with their first two picks by trading up also to the third pick, getting their offensive leader and uh, in Stroud. And then also with, with Will Anderson as their, hopefully their defensive leader uh, for in, in a few I years. Love, I fucking love that trade up from their GM. Yeah. Just putting his fucking nuts on the table. Like, you know what? Yep. I want the two and I want the three. I don't give a shit what yep. I pay. I mean, yeah. good move by the cards because here's the thing. They wanted offensive linemen and yep. Paris Johnson, which is the guy. Um, was still there at six. They moved back up, get him, and they still are in net positive on that trade a lot. So yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think those first uh, couple picks were great. I mean, Anthony Richardson maybe a stretch. You know, the Colts were, you know, they're searching for the next guy. At least this time, they didn't go for a veteran. You know, they they mm-hmm. just said, all right, we're gonna draft, you know, our guy instead of going with Wentz or going with Matt Ryan, um, and just going ahead and getting the young dude. Uh, the, the thing that I don't like is that. Uh, a, t- a team like the Colts, they had a lot of needs. 
Uh, not not just quarterback, yeah. but I mean, the, the quarterback is obviously a good pick. They needed that for sure. Um, but uh, maybe they could have traded back and got Will Levis, who <laughs> didn't even make the first round. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the funny thing is here on the on the whoever's writing the the draft uh, little breakdowns for CBS says this pick should have been Will Levis for Anthony Richardson. And for me, yeah. I thought Will Levis was going to go there. He just seemed to kind of fit what the Colts want in a quarterback. But, I mean, hey, new new head coach, Shane Steichen, he knows how to get the most out of guys like Anthony Richardson, Jalen Hurts. He knows how to yeah. get a lot out of them. So it makes sense. And they might um, go to a different offense completely compared to the um, – It, the, it the would Reich. make complete sense for them yeah. to almost emulate – uh, I mean, not emulate. He's the coordinator. It's continue running the same offense the Birds ran last year. But yep. speaking of the Birds, uh, a.k.a. Georgia North, um, Jalen Carter at nine is a fucking steal. Um, Definitely a steal. The, I mean, this is a guy that's that was projected top four, top three even. Could have been so, the number one pick. You know, some people were saying people yeah. need to trade up just to get him. Like, you, you got to get that first pick because somebody behind you is going to pick him. Exactly. And the, the, birds, the Eagles ended up moving up one spot to get him. Um, I think it's an amazing pick. And yeah. I think they didn't for, give up too much. I think for Jalen, yeah, they gave up like a fourth to move up one spot, which is nothing um, for the Eagles. Um, but Jalen Carter, I think for him, because some of the critiques about him are about his mental game and how he is as a person in terms of immaturity. Yeah, and I think I've, the Eagles are the perfect landing spot for him. Guys like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, they're not going to let that shit slide. Like, dude, you're a Definitely. pro now. You're a grown ass fucking man. You need to figure it out, and they're gonna help him along the way there. Yeah, they um, definitely. The Eagles have a great. They, the Eagles have a great uh, turnover here because they do have the two veterans. They're gonna teach the two Georgia tackles, you know, the game. They're 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 great mentors. You know, guys mm-hmm. that have been in the league for 12, 13 years. Uh, exactly. And it's gonna be and awesome. Jordan like, Davis is already a year into that. Yeah, like, Jordan Davis. A year into that. And I yeah, think yeah, having Jordan Davis there, who I believe him and Jalen Carter being, yep. you know. They played next to each other for a, a year or two. Yep. Uh, obviously, there's some familiarity there, and obviously, there's going to be some off-field chemistry and on the field as well. Um, for sure, with with, with all the so, with all that Georgia chemistry on defense, you know, obviously yeah, led them to back-to-back so national the, championship. The Andre Swift trade. Yep. Yeah, that's it's cool. It's, I, I like it. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're gonna pick. Uh, players from a team in college and go heavy with one school might as well be a back-to-back national champion team. I, you could definitely do worse. Uh, what I'm looking forward to seeing is how Nicobe Dean transfer translates his second year. He spent a year yeah. really learning, getting you know used to the yep. pro game, and wasn't really on the field a ton as a defensive player. So I, I think we did lose. We did lose both of our our two or two of our linebackers. So, so obviously we'll, we'll it was see a big plenty. Line. He'll get plenty yep. of run. Oh yeah. So, but speaking of uh, Eagles drafting Georgia players, they did it again at 30 um, with Nolan Smith. Uh, kind of, you know, a little bit of a smaller guy, but at the same time, he's got an amazing person to learn learn from with Hassan Reddick, who is another smaller edge guy, speed rush kind of guy who can help him kind of develop that skill set. So Yeah, it'll be, it'll be cool. Um to see to see that with yeah another Georgia linebacker which is cool um mm-hmm. even especially late in the late in the first round um Eagles linebackers obviously with losing two of them um that's a big deal um I think we did end up going later in the draft for also a DB which we lost our safety in free agency um I think which is so strange that yeah. 
the, the deal with uh, Gardner Johnson. I, I think he was just didn't. I don't think he wanted to come back to Philly, which I can't blame some. Some people just don't like it in Philadelphia. It's very reasonable. Not yeah. a super likable city. Not a super likable fan base. We're kind of dicks. Yeah, that's for sure. So yeah, so, definitely expectations are always high. Um, I can't even remember where he went to, but uh, uh, Detroit. Oh, Detroit. He went yeah, to Detroit fair. for nine million on a one dollar on a one year deal. Crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong; they've got upside. Uh, but really, if you have a bad year, I guess they're just going to say, "Well, that's the norm." Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was very strange because I think the Eagles offered him; they offered to tag him at like fourteen million. And he was like, "No." Yeah, and I think well, we also we lost our other uh, safety as well. Um, yes, uh, Epps. Epps went somewhere as well, which Mark, is to Mark be expected. Says, yeah. We lost uh, both coordinators and several pieces yep. on the defensive side of the ball. But we the offense up. is still the same. Uh, Sands, Isaac Samalu, who I it, there was talks of trading him before the season, so him going is fine. I think he performed well above his and his grade. and and Herbig too, who was uh, I mean he was a backup and kind of yeah, filled yeah, in here was, and there. But it was it was funny because actually his brother got drafted in Pittsburgh, and that's where he went. They just love these brother combos in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's fucking weird about that. It's like I it's mean, like a fit. It definitely they run it like a family, you know. Joey, hey, at the at the end jo- of yeah, Earl, JPJ, fucking yeah. top of the second. There he at goes the, to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they they keep calling it like the end of the first round because it was actually the thirty second. But yeah, so the first first pick of the second round with Joey Porter uh, Jr. Um, and that's another that's another like a f- family uh, a pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they've got they had they had the Watt brothers. You know they have Cam Hayward and they have uh, Connor Hayward as a tight end fullback. So like they they like the, to keep it kind of you know like a tight knit. Yeah, it's they, weird. They they keep it weird on the west side out there. I don't know what uh, what what you're doing out there, but fuck, it's weird. <laughs> for sure. Um, um, go ahead. No, it's going down through. It's funny because they were actually the Steelers. We're we're talking about hey, do we need to to draft a Joey Porter Jr. that high? They ended up with with Broderick Jones from Georgia as well, since we're talking about Georgia products, because yep. they had been linked to um, Peter Skaronsky. They thought would might fall because of his his measurements of his arms and how he yeah, could, his gator maybe, arms. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe he couldn't be a tackle in the in the NFL. Maybe he may move him to guard. Um, but they ended up getting Broderick Jones, which they traded up a little bit. And it's funny they traded with the Patriots. And the Patriots did it just so they could <laughs> yeah. screw their the, the Jets, who also the Jets. they wanted a fucking, lineman as oh well. Oh my god! Emperor Palpatine himself traded made that trade just to fuck over the Jets. Yep, and it's uh, funny it's because because no no the obviously the uh, the Patriots wanted uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, and somehow he fell below the cornerback from Mississippi State. But I guess I heard big things about him too. Um, yeah, there's I mean there's there, obviously the the guy from Illinois. That went to uh, Seattle, Devin Witherspoon. They said he was great. They they, they could they said a lot of these cornerbacks that were ended up being first round talents. You, you kind of throw them in a bag and just you have to worry about the scheme of your defense and how much a guy like I saw his highlight tape uh, uh, during the draft and man that guy has closing speed and can lay a boom. Oh Devin Witherspoon! Devin Witherspoon. Oh I was yeah, watching that. I was like, I was like, I was like, like whoa! Like, like, not a safety? Like, I, that kind of what? Jesus! And, and especially the fact that. That Illinois is in the, the Big Ten West. I don't see a lot of them. Like, I watch a little bit more of the, the Big Ten East. So, like your Ohio States, your Michigan States, your Penn States. So, he kind of – I never I never saw him play before unless they were playing, you know, Penn State, which is a very small sample size, you, once every other yeah. year. Uh, but, yeah, he was he was a crazy uh, good-looking on tape. Um, and then, obviously, like I said, the, the guy 
that the Patriots got, the Gonzalez. He, I get, he could have been a top ten pick. They said um, he's he's a little bit more raw talent. I think he was only a redshirt sophomore this year, so like he's yeah. he's like a third year guy. Maybe maybe he got the extra COVID year, but like he's he's still a mm-hmm. young raw talent. And I think that had a lot of question marks with people um, that were drafting above, you know, the Patriots. Yeah, um, taking him. But the, let's let's talk about these two first round running backs. Rare to see these days outside of, you know, inside the the top 15. You've got B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Jameer Gibbs looks like fucking a younger version of DeAndre Swift. He's a a pass-catching back. He's got speed. He's got explosiveness. Um, So it makes sense that the Detroit Lions would then be like, all right, well, you know, your your, uh, extension's coming up. See you, Swift. Have fun in green. Uh, Thank you for that, Detroit fans. Uh, We will gladly take him. Uh, deeper into the playoffs than he's ever seen. Yeah, no, I like. I, I, it's crazy. That was a. That was probably if you're going to say a surprise of the first round, besides trading and stuff like that. The the Lions drafting a running back who they said could, they might have been able to get in the second, maybe the third round because he's more of like a scat back. He's really mm-hmm. quick. He's not. He's not the size of a traditional, you know, three four down, you know, back. Uh, yes, he's going to be. He's going to be your your Reggie Bush out of the backfield. He's a, like a smaller guy. Uh, what was mm-hmm. his measurements? Um, five nine one ninety nine. It says so. For Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs five nine one ninety nine. According to ESPN. CBS is five eleven two hundred. Wow! So they gave him two inches. Measurements. They so they gave him two inches and twelve pounds. Yeah. But you also said uh, you said uh, the measurements on was it CJ Stroud or, or who was your uh, Bryce Young was five ten one ninety four on CBS. What's it, he listed yeah. at? It, at uh, ESPN, he is five ten two hundred four. Like, so, like what? What is the disparity here? They're, these guys were measured at the at the combine. <laughs> can we just get those numbers, please? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure how uh, two different websites can have two different. And not that they're just bulking them up two inches and then giving them a few extra pounds. They're both reversed. They 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 shrank uh, Bryce Young on ESPN compared to CBS, and then mm-hmm. they, <laughs> but then they also made Gibbs uh, smaller. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on here. Yeah, it's, like it's I, I don't understand. Just get just just everyone is your draft reporting. Please just go with the combine measurables because that's, that's, that's what they're going to be on. That's that's as accurate as it's going to be, right? That, that's wild. But yeah, I mean, okay. So, so even if he's five eleven, but like, he says it's five nine one ninety nine on ESPN. Like yeah. that's that's your that's your Boston Scotts. That's your you know your Brian Westbrooks. Your small guys. Like five yeah. nine isn't a big running back at all. And I mean, if if CBS is getting their their information from the colleges, just as a yeah. general rule of thumb, our high school listed me in our high school program for two consecutive seasons at six foot tall, two hundred and forty pounds at running back. I am not six foot tall in fucking heels. <laughs> so believe me, these colleges are lying about their sizes. All they right? always do. They always do. Always. And and it was hilarious because um. Because I would hear from time to time with like radio clips people would send me. It's like, oh, there's Lancet. You know, he's a load back there at six foot tall, 240 pounds. I'm like, I, yep. I didn't hit 240 pounds to my sophomore year at college with a lot of beer and a lot of cheeseburgers. All right. They, they, did, they did the same thing for Brad Lance, 5'11", 207. He's like, I'm maybe 5'8 and a half, 5'9", and I weigh about a buck 90. If, I, if I remember that. too because they came walking. They, uh, yeah, your buddy Chance Wright came walking around. Hey, uh, Lance, what do you what do you what do you weigh? What's your height and weight? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, five nine, one ninety five. He goes, 
six foot two forty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's in, it's intimidation factor. When, when they go to make that tackle, they're like, I don't know if I want to tackle that six foot two forty guy, five nine, you know, two oh five. They're like, yeah, maybe not. I mean, he's not as yeah. big as I thought. I'm, but, uh, you, I'm clipping the two forty these days. I'm clipping that easy, but I'm still not hitting the, the six foot tall and fucking boots. So, but that's it's it's just funny how they, especially running backs like that, like you can see it on tape, like when they were showing it at the at the draft. He, I mean, he's a small guy, quick as hell, but mm-hmm. um, you know. But then you got your your Bijan Robinson, who is a little bit like a, a bigger back, like not not huge, not your Derrick Henrys, but yeah. it says on on here it says five eleven two fifteen. He might be closer to your three down back twenty on CBS. Yeah, there you go, another inch, another five pounds. Yeah, hey, you know what? It means something. <laughs> means something to somebody. Yeah, that is that is it is funny, but yeah. So that, that there was definitely a surprise for the Lions. I mean, and at number eight, I mean Saquon Barkley. He was the oh, number two mean, pick uh, a few the, years the ago. Falcons there with Bijan. But yeah, with with Robinson getting him that high at number eight. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I'll t- say it. I'll say it right now. I'll, I'll I'll out myself. I wanted the birds to take him at nine. I, I audibly yelled. Oh wow! Fuck. Wow! I, I wanted it. I wanted at the bell cow. I mean, See, I. I, I was didn't mind okay. it. I, I liked it. The dude's a freak. But here's well, the thing. Here's the thing. I, I was I was upset about it at the time. I was, not like, oh, the fucking draft is ruined or anything like that. No. They, they got a guy who was a top four talent. I, I saw the Jalen Carter pick. and Because as soon as I saw Bijan go, I saw the Eagles trade up. I'm like, there's Jalen Carter. The pick was in in yep. 15 seconds. I watched it on the clock. And I'm like, all yep. right. It, it's not – it's – it's it's fine. It's when fine. when, I, when it's crazy because a guy like Jalen Carter, kind of a hometown kid, um, not not from high school but from college, playing at Georgia, um, you would have thought like the the Falcons, a team that sometimes does struggle with defense, they'd want to mm-hmm. bulk up that D line, and they get a running back, which is crazy. I mean, don't get me wrong, they they go through running backs here and there that are, are good or you know they're obviously they're they're a young retooling team, but uh, to get Jalen Carter, obviously he slipped a little bit because of the legal issues. Um, but yeah. he, he was projected number one in some, and to get him, yeah. wild. Nine, it's an absolute steal. By I, I appreciate it, Detroit Lions, yes. for sure. Thanks, guys. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, conti- continuing on here through the, the first round, you know, you had a, a, a quick quick hit of uh, wide receivers at 20 to 24. Yep. You know, how, how do you like those guys? I mean, obviously the Ohio State product was, I think, the top wide receiver that was drafted and also projected. So that that it's makes sense. Wild for for the first wide receiver off the board to be at twenty, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. Usually you you're seeing wide receivers between five to like thirteen. Yeah. That's your top one and, at the minimum. And I really, think the thirteen's kind of pushing it. Yeah, I think I think with some of these guys like the Quentin Johnson, he's you know a a, a nice receiver. Says you know six six three two oh eight. Uh, so he's he's a bigger guy. Zay Flowers isn't that big. He's He's only five nine, according to the stretch. So I, I mean, I watched him a little bit as an ACC fan. Uh, Jordan Addison mm-hmm. at Pitt, and then going to USC, he was uh, he won the the what's the the award for best receiver? He won it his uh, sophomore year. So, yeah. um, but I mean, if you if you look at the team yeah. that took these guys, I mean, you've got um, uh, Smith. I'm not going to try and uh, and Jigba and Jigba. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, From Ohio State. Going to going to Seattle. Obviously, they just signed um, Gino for three years. Give him some more weapons. I mean, granted, they have yeah. phenomenal wide receivers. They did have, yeah, DK and, and – But, uh, like, why not another? Fuck it. Let's do it. Yep. Um, and he did great with those guys, so what's one more, right? 
And, and uh, the Chargers Johnson, right after Quentin Johnson, he really fits a need because I mean, you look at Keenan Allen's getting a bit up there Aging. in years. Mike, and, Mike and Williams, Mike, Mike Williams, obviously, like they now have two big, big outside guys. I mean, yep. you remember Mike Williams at Clemson uh, caught yep. everything thrown his yep. area code. He was like, he was like uh, DeAndre was, uh, Hopkins, you know, exactly Hopkins. seven inches taller than whoever was covering him, bar none. I'm sure. Um, you know, the, the Ravens taking a wide receiver, they've got to do something after uh, yeah, signing Lamar for all that money. And they got, and they got Odell, which is cool. Um, I also, it's, it's funny because I think Zay John or Zay, sorry, Zay Flowers was a back-to-back All-American at BC. He didn't put up a crazy bunch of numbers this year. I think he only maybe had like eight, 800 yards receiving. But um, to, When's to go the to last a team, time you heard of BC have an explosive offense, though? Yeah, but Phil Jerkovic was their quarterback, got a little hurt. Now he's at Pitt. Uh, Jordan Addison, obviously, he had Kenny Pickett. Uh, and then he went out to uh, USC and had, you know, the Heisman winning quarterback. So, I mean, he's had good yeah. quarterbacks to, th- to throw to him. Not saying that it takes anything away from Jordan Addison because he is a great receiver. I saw him play a couple yeah. games at Pitt uh, in person. And uh, obviously being out here in Pittsburgh, uh, get, to, get to watch him on TV a lot, uh, following Pitt football. Um, so, I think he's going to be a good good player for the Vikings. They just let go of Thielen. Um, obviously still yeah, Jordan he kinda, Jefferson. He kind of so. fills that hole, yeah. I think. Has yeah. Thielen signed anywhere? Carolina. Oh, you signed with Carolina? Yeah, Carolina's offense is looking pretty good. They got Miles Sanders, just drafted Bryce Young, got Thielen. I forget they all they, they showed up what their offense could look like because of, of that. And I'm like, wow, they they quietly put together a pretty good offense. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I mean, wild. They, they drafted uh, a receiver too, the Panthers did. I, I think it was the second or third round that they picked up another guy. But – um. To pair, obviously, a young receiver with with, um, oh yeah, there you go, uh, Jonathan Mingo, second round, Ole Miss, yeah, six two two twenty, you know, a, a good guy, obviously another That's SEC a pre- product. Pre- rebuild on by their on their part. Let's be honest. Yeah, and like at the end of last year, I mean, yeah, they had Baker, and they also had, um, oh uh, shoot, who was their other quarterback? They had Russ uh, McGee in the Jets. Oh, Darnold, uh, Darnold, yeah, Darnold. Darnold. Yeah, they had Darnold. Uh, I, Hilarious that that's the name that comes to mind. Weird. Uh, Darnold and, and Baker didn't make it, so now we got to draft again and get, you know, Bryce Young. But, yeah, obviously, Mingo, a big body. Um, you know, you got to run it back in Miles Sanders. So, I think I think Carolina is crazy how they rebuild, uh, you know, they rebuilt quietly. Yeah. Uh, they, they really did, like, because I didn't hear anything about it. I mean, I remember them yep. signing Miles Sanders, obviously, as an Eagles yep. fan. You kind of pay attention where your players sign off to. Yep. He was really going to be the cap casualty because he's a running back. Sure, he was fine, but, like, it's not hard to replace a running back. Unfortunately, it, it's sad to say, and I think they deserve to be paid more for the limited amount of yeah. time that a lot of them end up in the league. Yeah, that's that's the only bad thing is they definitely, um, with the running backs, it's usually one contract, and, and most teams don't pay them the second one unless they were just an absolute stud. You look at Saquon Barkley. He just got franchise tagged, which I think I, I heard that he might hold out. And, and Saquon is a freak. I think, why would he hold out? Because I thought it was kind of an agreed upon. Well, no, no, no. That's right. It was him and him and uh, Danny Dimes agreed they were gonna like they were gonna stay or both sign a tag or something like that. Yeah, so it's it's wild though. Like you just signed your quarterback to forty million a year, um, who's like kind of a middle of the road now. It's gonna be about probably like between like the tenth and twelfth highest paid quarterback, especially once these new guys start cycling through. But um, yeah, running backs don't get valued. That's what's crazy about that first round with two guys getting picked at eight and twelve. I mean, usually 
running backs are at the very end of the first round or the beginning of the second round, they, you know, do a run on running backs, a run on running backs. Yeah. But, um, and once, once the first one goes, usually they start falling, but like, they just aren't valued that way. And also the one good thing about picking a running back in the first round is you get that fifth year option where like Jalen hurts, you know, they only are, are guaranteed those four as a second round pick. Um, where the first round is guaranteed four with a fifth year club option, which is huge yeah. for running backs, you know, because you get that fifth year without having to tag him. I mean, yes, it's usually a hefty price tag, but, um, you know, you get him on a rookie deal still. You want to know what's kind of nuts? Just comparing the uh, uh, Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts quarterback contracts real quick, uh, comparing the 2024 cap hits, right? So this coming season, or Sorry, this is the 2023. My apologies. Uh, 2023 cap hit Daniel Jones 21 million. Granted, it's the first year of his new deal. His deal was yep. done, and Jalen Hurts is still six million. Because um, yep. he was a second round even, guy. Yeah, second round guy. But still, if you compare the 2024, it gets wild. Daniel Jones 45 million dollar cap hit. That is crazy. I mean, obviously. Uh, Daniel that Jones. is more than three times Jalen yep. Hurts' cap hit. Yeah, no, I th- the Eagles, and also the other big thing is, I mean, obviously we're talking about the draft, but uh, getting the Eagles to sign to be the first extension of that little group of quarterbacks with Herbert, mm-hmm. with Burrow, with Lamar. Obviously, Lamar, just just days later, you know, but he had to be one-upped. Like, he had to one-up Jalen Hurts, yeah. so he got that extra $5 million. So now he's the highest for – what I, all I, summer? I never understand these quarterbacks' egos because, like, it's yeah. widely known if you have an absurdly highly paid quarterback, your yeah. team isn't going to do well in the playoffs. Aside yeah. from Mahomes, but let's be honest, Mahomes is his own case. His own Mahomes thing. is is crazy, and obviously, after getting two Super Bowls in his first couple of years, it's going to be wild to see how many he could potentially get. That nobody nobody follows the Tom Brady model and takes between fifteen and twenty five million. And lets the team spend on other things to make him look better. Exactly. How how does he become I mean, the goat? Was, was he the goat? He was he the goat because he was the greatest at letting the team you know put people around him. It's, yes. it's the one thing I will credit Tom Brady for is understanding that the business, quarter, understanding the business side. Yeah. All right, you ready for this though? Uh, Jalen Hurts's uh, Jalen Hurts's cap hit does not exceed. Daniel Jones's 2024 cap hit until 2027. It's crazy. It's crazy, Isn't but it? that's but that's that's the difference between a guy that got signed uh, number eight overall in in Daniel Jones and a guy like Jalen Hurts. I mean, obviously they they, they work. It doesn't the, make the sense salary. though. It really yeah. doesn't because Daniel yeah. Jones was bad. It was fucking bad until I mean, he this had a, he had year. A, a mediocre year. Like they got, don't get me wrong. They did win a playoff game, which is huge. You know, obviously they hadn't won one since Eli left. They hadn't been to the playoffs. You know, they've been terrible. Uh, so mm-hmm. obviously they were drafting high, but you know, uh, Daniel Jones is good. Uh, but we, we kind of got off topic here a little bit. It's the draft. Sorry, this, that that so, contract comparison has been on my fucking brain for it. For the yeah, but, but that's, recording. but that's what the crazy thing is because of the, with the players union, with the owners and, and how they, they negotiate these contracts and how the first rounders, like a first round pick, like, so yeah, Will Levis could have been the second pick in the second round. I think he actually was like, he was top, you know, he yes, was the second, was pick. second pick, second round, but his price tag uh, goes down significantly because he's not a first round yeah. pick. He's not a top five pick because those top five guys are getting paid right away. Saquon Barkley made 30 million on his rookie deal. 
Like yeah. Will Levis is now his his price tag dropped. They don't have that guaranteed fifth year that's automatically loaded into the players union, you know, contracts. And, and if you look at the the Titans quarterback situation as a whole, it's kind of um, open. It's it's pretty open because they got Malik Willis last year, yeah. who's another raw product. They've got Will and, Levis, who's a raw yeah. product, and they and, and they still have Tannehill, them right? them a lot because they're both on rookie deals, non first round deals. It's actually it's fantastic that they have a guy like like a Henry and a Tannehill to be like you know the the offensive leaders, and then you yeah. got guys like Malik Willis, who's a raw product from last year's draft, and then you got yep. Will Levis this year, and now you can sit them and let them battle in practice and see who's exactly. the next guy because Tannehill's not like he's not putting him over the top. He's well, he's the other a thing about Tannehill game is like manager. when they drafted, yeah, Tannehill big time game manager guy. But yeah. uh, if you also remember last year, Tannehill said. I'm not paid to be a teacher. He is like, and I, and for me, I always thought Tannehill was a good guy. And for me, that lost him. Like, <laughs> granted, for what little my opinion matters as a small time podcaster, lost me a lot, lost him a lot of respect in my book in that he like, dude, there are so few of you that make it to that level and you're yeah. unwilling to help the guy. Out. You're 36 fucking years old. You're, you're not going to be doing this that much longer. All right. Let's, let's be real, buddy. So, yeah, I mean, but he was a he was a high draft pick at Miami. He got ran out of town, so he doesn't he want to be sucked. replaced yet. He yeah. fucking sucked. But to be honest with you, when did when did he start picking up his game? When he got Derrick Henry, the beast in the backfield, he didn't have to throw the ball over the field because Derrick Henry's going to run for two thousand yards. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and that's I mean, because to be honest with you, the the tight the, the Titans man, I feel bad for the Malik Willis I'm and the Will Levis too. when they get an opportunity. Who else do they they basically have to turn around it's and be hand mess. the ball off? Their best receiver is Traylon, Traylon Burks, I, I, and he was what drafted last year. Yes, like they—that's what I'm saying. They have nobody left there. Like, yeah, he's he's it, 23. Really uh, uh, by the way, thanks Titan fans for uh, AJ Brown. He's been great. Uh, we love him. Thank you. We'll take good care of him. We tuck him yes. in bed every night. <laughs> <laughs> another another one another one of those guys. But that, I mean, you got to think that was the, one of those same years that AJ Brown was a second round draft, or was was he? A, he was a second round draft, just like DK Metcalf, because they had issues at Ole Miss. It's crazy, but like that's the thing. Like some of these off the field issues, be like people get scared, and maybe that's I mean not not with a Will Levis, but like a Jalen Carter, you know that they drop a few spots. Will Levis, there must have been something that teams were whispering about, like, hey, we don't want that guy because he fits the stereotypical quarterback, 6'4". Yeah, A.J. Brown was a late second-round pick in 2019. Yeah, same with D.K. Metcalf. He was picked, I think, 53 overall. Like, yeah. it's wild. I mean, and those yeah, two are freaks. They are They're freaks. freaks. I know. Oh, and, man, and, I will never forget the A.J. Brown, you know, he's uh, – we're playing Pittsburgh. And he caught uh, – was it three touchdowns that game? I think it was the second. Oh, and he one. counted them out. Like, one, two. Coverage. One, two, three. That ain't enough. <laughs> that ain't enough. You can't stop me. But that's oh the, that's what's crazy. Your, your yeah. Debo, you know, I think Debo, I think Debo Samuel Samuel was in the same draft class as them, and he I think went towards the end of the first round. Like he was he was one of those guys. But it's weird because a DK Metcalf, who's a freak athlete, and AJ Brown was a freak athlete, they both dropped to the second round. But that, that, yeah. that that's what's crazy about that first round is that you know a lot of building blocks are created in the first round with defense offensive line. Like if I'm a GM, I'm taking offensive line. I'm taking defensive line. Unless my quarterback is absolute trash. I'm not going to pick a guy in that first round. You know, I'm going to wait until it's absolutely necessary because I'm going to put the building blocks around him like a Jalen hurts. And I'm going to make his job easy. I don't need Jalen hurts to be Patrick Mahomes to look like Patrick Mahomes going step to step in the Super Bowl with him. 
like because we now have an elite offensive line, an elite defensive line through the draft, and we can compete with those guys because we can control the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's 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 wild. And then you get a, an AJ Brown, you know, you get a Devonta Smith, which which Eagles drafted last year. I mean, obviously a Heisman winner and is a is is a crazy athlete, even being small and skinny the way he is. You know, speed kills sometimes. Just don't let yourself get hit over the middle. You want to know something? It's gonna, it's gonna it's gonna really fuck you up a little bit. What's that? All right, AJ Brown, right, mm-hmm. was picked in at the fifty first selection in twenty nineteen, right? Yep. Second round guy. Yep. Antonio Brown, sixth round guy. Sixth right. round guy. Yep. So you know his his fucking mashed potato brains aside, <laughs> later in his career, the first like three quarters of his career, dude was insane and uncoverable. Sixth round pick. Yep. Devontae Actually, Adams, 53rd yeah. in 2014. DK Metcalf, 64th in 2018. Oh, another, another big name. Where was where was uh, uh, New Hopkins drafted out of Clemson? I mean, I he, was, he was a it, top 20 guy. Was he? Because it's crazy because he left as a junior and I was pissed. I was like, man, why don't you come back? Like, you could lead the team to a national championship. First round, 27th pick. Granted, that's okay, the highest still- guy so far. And the thing was... I didn't yeah. know that like these guys draft slots before I just pulled up each of them. Yeah, but that's, uh, aside but that's, from Antonio Brown, I knew he was yeah. a later pick guy, but he yep. was from CMU, small time program. But whatever, uh, Devontae Adams being you know second round. Yeah, these, and, you're, and you're talking about the elite guys in the game right now. Exactly through, through the through the, the draft, guys. they were I, slipped. Where was Tyreek picked? I think he was a top like ten guy. I think he was picked like tenth, eleventh. Uh, no. Tyreek Hill, round five, pick number one hundred and sixty-five in his draft. Wow! No, that that is a surprise. I thought he was a a, a, a top pick. That's crazy. But I mean, he's he's a track guy. So Let's I mean, keep he's, going. What else? Who, who else? Who else? Uh, what are the other top flight guys? Where was Odell picked? I, I will say we're getting off topic, but this does have to do with the draft. All right, Odell was number twelve. Odell was the twelfth overall pick. Yeah, but Beckham, Beckham, and, I think was another one of those guys. I think LSU had won the national championship, and that's the other big thing is it, it's all about your exposure on television. How many Georgia players? I mean, guaranteed, like, granted, back to back national champions. That you know, a lot of those guys are going to go. Yeah. Clemson, when Clemson won the national championship two out of three years, a lot of those guys went in the first round. But it just shows that exposure. Some of those people, like your CMUs with Antonio Brown, he didn't get any coverage because they were playing on Tuesday nights. In the, you know, in the MAC conference, so these guys don't get the exposure. You can find diamonds everywhere in the draft. You just have yeah. to be. You have to look. You have to pick the right rock. The wild under, shit you know? is like, like to find the guys who have, whose careers were kind of weird, like Sammy Watkins, fourth overall, yeah, long time a- journeyman guy at this point, never really had that top flight shit, did he? No, it's his first three like he years. Good. He was okay. But, like, the problem is the injury started piling up towards the end of his rookie contract. I mean, I think yeah. he was hurt in his first two years, like, a few games. So, like, and he was a fourth I, overall pick. And, and, yeah, at Clemson, he was a freak and a stud. And he was on, you know, national TV quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. and that was when Clemson first started their, their, their championship, you know, caliber teams. But that's, that's the thing. You just need to look under the right rock for this draft. And, obviously, uh, Tom Brady, which he did play at Michigan. So, that's the, a weird one. But your your CMU guys, your especially SEC athletes, they have to have a problem to not get drafted if they're really great. Because if you look at some of these last couple of drafts, the SEC is cleaning up with draft picks. 
Especially really early two couple rounds. I mean, they're exposed. They everybody's watching the SEC. I've got no, one the more talent is pumping one more out. absurd yep. fucking draft slot. Yep. Ready for this? Stephon yep. Diggs. Guess the round. Stephen Diggs, uh, he went to Maryland, right? He was a Maryland uh, guy. I don't know where he came from. He was, yeah. No, he was a Maryland guy because he stayed at home and Maryland was trash as a as a, a school. Um, I would say third pick. Or third third round, I mean. Third round. Fifth. Fifth round. Wow, that's crazy. But he did he he was I think he was another um uh Darius Hayward Bay kind of guy that went to Maryland and was a like a, a highly recruited guy, but because the team was terrible, he didn't ever get on TV. Nobody really watched me. Ter- I'm sure he had like XFL uh quarterbacks throwing to him. Like you know something just, funny. What's that? Darius Hayward Bay, yep. who let's be honest, never a top flight guy in the NFL, nope. right? Nope. Seventh overall. Yeah, he's. But that's what I'm saying. A guy like him, who was like a, the Mister Maryland or something like that, stayed home yeah. from like DC or well, you know, DC area. So like a, a Maryland uh, ended up at UM. So it's it's weird. Man, that's that's kind of nuts. That like a lot of the top yeah. flight receivers right now are guys that we're probably not paying attention to. Let's. I tell you what. Uh, let's let's throw out. Uh, well, you can't sort by position. I don't think. I have a question for you before you go into your your um, your pick here that you're looking my, for. My tinfoil hat Who's, stuff. Who was Mr. Irrelevant? And wasn't Brock Purdy like almost Mr. Irrelevant last year? Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, he was. Uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. Because who's the next Brock seven, Purdy? I was watching. I was at a Mexican restaurant with Kendall. Uh, it's Dejuan Johnson, defensive lineman from Toledo. Probably a stud, but because he plays for Toledo on the Mac, not a lot of people are scouting Tuesday nights. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I, uh, I here love. Here we go. Let's I, let's let's uh, let's pick our uh, sixth round pick that's going to turn into an absolute fucking stud out of this draft. Here we go. Uh, you looking at it? Which which pick? Uh, your your late round stud. Your late round pick who's going to turn into a stud in the NFL? Oh, who's that? Who do you got? Uh, I'm looking at them right now because I've never heard of any of these names. Um, so, yeah, it's it's weird because hey, guess what? Um, uh, <laughs> The new coach at uh, at uh, Colorado was talking about how Jackson State didn't have a lot of uh, picks, and yeah. I mean, obviously, Jackson State, Mister Two Forty Five. You got Isaiah Bolden, cornerback out of Jackson State. Yeah. Um, but I was also going to put a silver lining here, maybe not a silver lining, but just like an under uh, story. If you look at the first round, you do not see one single player coming from a school. You're like, wait, where did he come from? Yeah, where you look at I round seven. Round seven, we got Ethan Evans at at um, two twenty three from Wingate. What, what yeah. division is that? <laughs> like that's I don't know. Round schools from early season, you see. But that's what I'm saying. But these are the guys that are overlooked. Your Jackson State guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, Coach Coach Prime put him on the map a little bit, but at the same time, people are going to overlook him because they're an FCS school. Yeah, you know, you get some you get some guys late in the rounds where you, you like the, like Wingate. I don't I don't even know what division that is, let alone a conference or anything like that. You had a Northern Michigan guy, you know? So weird. There was, there was a projected first round pick from slippery rock. I don't know where he ended up, but I saw that in somebody's mock and I go, no way. Division two. There was a division two guy projected in the first round. Yes. Like the 32nd or 31st pick was from slippery rock. I need to find him. Go ahead. But uh, what was, where was your so? Anyways, where, that was my that was my underlying tone of the draft that you, these guys that are overlooked in the you know say round three, four, five, six, seven, 
those guys could be great players, just like your Antonio Browns. But because they aren't on TV all the time, they don't get as much exposure. Exposure. Yeah. They don't get a lot of ESPN hype. You know, your 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 experts. But I think a lot of experts maybe they aren't looking deep. They aren't looking over the rocks. Like that's that's I, your your stuff. What um for my late round for my mid to late round stud for this draft. Give me Charlie Jones out of Purdue. It's a good Charlie fucking Jones. name. He's going to play in Cincy. You know, Joe Burr throwing to him. Give me, give me uh, Charlie Jones. Cincy, so that means they're going to have to get rid of, like, Tyler Boyd, their third guy, which is weird. The fact that they had uh, – Tyler Boyd was a great receiver. Then they drafted uh, uh, Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, like, it's weird because I'm just get, I'm scrolling through the first couple rounds, and like I said, the, the underlying tone is that big schools obviously are always going to get these higher draft picks. The first yeah. non-Division one school I see is North Dakota State. In the second round, I don't think I saw an FCS school in that entire first round. They're all big names. Obviously, still got that the child. Yeah, a pedigree of the FCS. But like you got your Pitts, your BCs, your USCs, your Michigans, Oklahoma, Clemson. Then the first guy I see is, uh, like I said, North Dakota State. Then the third round, I see Sacramento State. Are they an FCS school as well? Uh, I think they're a Group of Five team. Okay, it's South Dakota State. I see a guy in the third round, but I'm still not seeing the slippery rock guy. Like, where, what happened to him? Where are the experts? Somebody mocked him on apparently, on ESPN. Um, apparently, there was four guys signed as UDFA's from uh, I forget the college. I was talking to a guy at work about it. Oh, it's 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 on the tip of my tongue, but uh, right here from uh, like Kearneysville, West Virginia. Uh, like all four guys that were talked about potentially being were they from Shepherd? Ended up what? Yeah, Shepard. Shepard, that's the well, one. Shepard's the powerhouse in D2. Yeah. Or, or I, uh, I think also, it might not be D2 anymore. There, I don't know. There are four guys who were talked about potentially being drafted. It all ended up getting picked up as UDFAs. Yeah. Uh, one of them was a, a – so I wonder if it's one of the quarterbacks because I heard him. Uh, he tried to transfer, I think, to Pitt. Mm-hmm. But something about his credits weren't lining up. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, hey, just quick thing. Shout out to the chef at Hospice of the Panhandle in Kearneysville if you're listening. Appreciate you turn, tuning in, buddy. Yeah, that was what I did at, did at work today. It was the end of the day. Uh, it, it was good, dude. Good, dude. We talked uh, We talked about the movie Draft Day. Have you seen it? I have yet to. I have not. Uh, it's been recommended to me as of today. I, st- I still want to I, – I have to find this. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to do it right now. It's going to take yeah. a minute. But um, I would like to find out who this – who the guy was that said – there was going to be a slippery rock D two. Not not that there hasn't been Bloomsburg a couple of years ago had like an offensive lineman and uh, a couple guys drafted. So I mean, shout out to the uh, the PSAC schools, you know, putting people in into the NFL because there's been a few. Uh, but there was a slippery rock guy, so obviously a Western PA dude um, that was was mocked in somebody's draft at the end of the first round, which I didn't see him in the entire draft in each round. Um, but I do see a story here on the uh, NFL Draft Diamonds. It says D Lyman from Slippery Rock, DJ Ada or Ada Dewera. So he's a 6'2", 225 guy. So I mean, obviously he's going to be a, a smaller D Lyman. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's cool when you find guys, especially like D two guys, because I mean. Obviously, either they didn't have the size or they didn't have the, the highlights in, in high school to get drafted 
or I mean, yeah. to, to go to to go to a big school. Sorry, but then to get drafted out of like a D two school, like obviously you just had to been phenomenal for people to be talking about you. And uh, mm-hmm. if, if even if he didn't get drafted and he got picked up, like obviously a lot of these guys do get invited to camps. Um, that's cool because like the PSAC has has good um, good football. You know, the state schools of Pennsylvania. Um, and uh, it's good when one of those guys gets picked up. It's kind of oh, yeah. You fun love to see when the, when the small schools get the love. Un- but, unfortunately, uh, hey. I was at Millersville and uh, none of our guys got drafted. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, hey. I think we got way off topic. We've gone way outside. I think we had a good time, though. I think I think we had a lot of good conversation here. Uh, but I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. I think that's what um, we do. I think it's conversations about sports. I think so, that's what it is. So I, yeah, we might have went down a wormhole on a few topics, but you know, we covered the the basis of the draft. Uh, you know, some of the big picks, maybe a couple sleepers. You know, yeah. I think that, like I said, the the tone of the draft though is is a neat topic too. Where yeah, you no, know, your your first and second rounders are going to be a lot of big name school guys that just got a lot of publicity and hype from the the big markets, and uh, and then maybe you're going to find your diamonds in the roughs, you like your sixth round or your uh, Antonio Browns, your your Tom Brady's. Yeah, but we appreciate you guys tuning them in. Oh, we hope you made it this far. Drop us a review. Let us know what you think. And uh, beat ups, play us out. <laughs>